Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a few weeks since we've done a podcast because I really haven't had any subject that really was worthy of doing a podcast about. But that changed today because I got a good email from a reader uh, early this afternoon, and he has a question about self-publishing his memoirs. And let me read you his, his email. Looks like a really good guy here. He says, um, you know, after some very, you know, the usual respectful preliminaries, which I won't uh, won't read off here, but he says, uh, QC, I wanted to ask you about self-publishing. He says, I kept a journal during my time in Afghanistan from 2009 to 2010 and been working on typing it out with a, uh, you know, deeper commentary. And... Um, you know, he says he's nearly finished it, but he doesn't like the companies that he's found so far that are willing to print it. And he's uh, wanting to know if I have any suggestions or recommendations. Okay. Well, you came to the right place because I've been publishing my own works now since, gosh, what is it, 2013 or 14? Been a long time. And I know a little bit about this area. And if you... You know, what I will tell this gentleman, first of all, it sounds like he's a veteran of, of Afghanistan. And what I'm going to say applies not just to his type of memoir, but to anyone who's thinking of publishing their own work, whether it's a book, a work of fiction, nonfiction, biography, memoir, whatever, whatever type of literary output that you decide to, to turn out. These rules apply equally to to any any uh, any form of uh, literary work. And if you feel a little bit disillusioned about these publishing companies, these uh, alleged publishers, you're not alone. A lot of them are very very um, close-minded in the type of works that they're willing to publish. Everything with them is about profit. All they care about is what they think is going to sell. And if you're doing something or you have a voice that's an original voice and you have something to say that does not fall within the mainstream accepted range of uh, what's considered, you know, popular at the time or, or um, you know, uh, something they want to deal with, you're going to be ignored. Okay, these companies don't care about literary merit. They don't care about new ideas. They don't care about what's cutting edge. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear new voices, unless you fit into the prescribed parameters of what's, of what they think they can market. So, luckily, we live in an era where you can do things yourself, and you don't have to rely on anyone else, to help you get your vision out there. And you really should. You know, this gentleman. If he was a veteran of Afghanistan, obviously he's seen some things. He's got something to say. He has a voice that's worth listening to. And, um, you know, I, I commend that. I think that's great. I, I think I say that to anybody. Whether you're, It doesn't matter what type of work. Again, whether you're writing horror pulp novels or science fiction or poetry or, or plays or screenplays, or biographies, histories, whatever it is that you're writing. If you have an original voice, if you have something to say, and if you have the commitment, if you're willing to make the commitment, and if you have the passion, you can do it. You can do it. And there's some satisfaction in doing that. All right. So 
so what are the steps? I mean, how do you go about doing that? Well, it's it's not hard, frankly. It's not hard. Really, uh, really what it comes down to, it's, it's not so much getting it out there. It's, you know, frankly, you know, getting other people to buy it. And, you know, that's been the perennial problem, I think, with authors from you know, from from the from the, the the dawn of the days when when people started to write for profit, I think Erasmus of Rotterdam in the 1500s was one of the first first writers in European history to really earn a living by his pen. Before that, authorship was pretty much confined to men of independent means, people that secured patronage from royalty or from the Vatican or from other source, and it, it wasn't it was not considered a a, a remunerative. Uh, exercise. But in any case, even if you, you know, don't quote, you know, make money off it, because I mean, frankly, you need to accept the fact that no one is going to become, uh, it's very, very, very uh, rare for someone to become wealthy just by his pen. I mean, usually people need to have a, a, a regular job. You know, it's only the, the actual blockbuster authors, you know, the guys like, you know, Stephen King or whatever, these, these fiction authors who who can really make a living completely by the pen. And that's fine. That's okay. That's over. That's, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do anything with the expectation of profit. You know, if you, if you do, uh, if you do make something profit out of it, consider it nice, you know, chalk it up to experience. But when someone has a literary work to put out there, it's because there's some sort of voice that's within them that's crying for release. And they need to do this to get these demons out of their chest and to get them onto paper. And that's really what, what writing is all about. And that's how you should look at it. So the first step, the really the first step in producing a work is you've got to put you've got to do the work. You've got to produce the work. You've got to get the manuscript, as we would say, the MS, the manuscript. You've got to get it, get that produced. And if you are it sounds like this guy already has a diary or a journal that he can basically kind of uh, you know, flesh out or polish out, that's going to be a big help. So he already has a skeletal out outline almost in place. But if, you know, if you are not someone who's literarily inclined, if you are not someone who has a literary bent or you can't write, then, you know, the only thing you can really do is you can try to hire a collaborator to help you edit the manuscript or put your manus manuscript together, or maybe you can dictate it, or you can have someone else, uh, you know, assist you in it. That, that type of work is probably going to be expensive because those people, I think, are going to charge you for it. But um, you know, that's not something I've ever done, but I understand there are people that do that. And frankly, that's, you know, that's fine. If, if, if you're not someone who's adept at, at, um, at writing, you probably should try to to find someone who can help you. So that's but any regardless, any, in any case, the first step is just to get a manuscript. And once you've done that, the second the second step is really to decide where you're going to uh, publish your work. What there are many, there are numerous um, print on demand publishing platforms now. There's the most famous, obviously, is Amazon. Uh, there's others like, uh, I don't remember the names, like Ingram Spark, and there's a few others out there who produce print-on-demand books. There's, 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 a, there's a good number of them now. And they are the ones that will actually turn your manuscript, well, you first have to get it formatted, but we'll, we'll get to that section. But the, these um, print-on-demand 
uh, companies are the ones that will produce your book for you. And print-on-demand is actually a pretty incredible technology when you think about it because in the old days of printing, you had to go to a publisher and you had to pay in advance uh, and you they would produce a certain number of books. They would say they're going to print 10,000 of them or they're going to print 5,000 or 500 or whatever. And the ones that didn't sell after a certain point, you know, the, uh, the, publishers, would, the publishers would pulp them. They would destroy them. So it was, uh, and you, you read about some of these authors in the 19th century, like Herman Melville, like his, his works, he would you know, produce these novels and they wouldn't sell. And they would basically have to pulp them. They would just they would get a whole warehouse full of, manus of, of published works and just pulp them. I mean, today's the, these, these first editions would be priceless, but in those days they weren't worth anything. But uh, time is like that. Things change, you know. But in any case, once you have your manuscript, the next step is to get it formatted. The next step is to get your manuscript formatted in different formats so that you can publish it. And uh, there are many different formats you can you can go with. Uh, there are some people that just go with ebooks, electronic books like Kindle or EPUB or other electronic uh, types of books. Um, you know, there are some people that uh, you can get it formatted for a paperback. A paperback edition or you can get it formatted for a hardcover edition. I mean there, there are just a lot of different options so you have to decide really how much you want to spend and uh, what what um, what uh, material how do I say it uh, what what um, what type of product you want to offer the public in in terms of your book do you want to offer it as paperback hardcover or ebook I mean I've, I've always I've always uh, made the decision of going with everything. You know, my books are, are for the most part not not every not every book, but for the most part are in um, electronic form, paperback, hardcover, and even uh, audiobook. But that's going to depend. I mean, you've got to do what what you think is best and and what you what you really have a tolerance level for. Uh, so once you once you decide on that, you can go to a formatter. You can go to a formatter and you can find them on, uh, there are a great resource for this is the website Fiverr. It's www.fiverr.com. And this is a website that's really uh, populated with people who are offering services, uh, formatting services, all, all types of document preparation services for a fee. And what you do is you contact them. There's, there's you, you, uh, you search for what type of work you're wanting to get done. You contact several of them. You decide, you interview people. You decide who you want to go with. And you pay them and they, they do what you ask. And they, they furnish you a, a manuscript that's formatted in the appropriate, let's say you're trying to publish your manuscript on, uh, you know, whatever, Amazon or something, they'll, they'll format it for you and whatever, let's say you want to do a Kindle version or a paperback version, they, they'll, they'll format it for you uh, for a fee and uh, you will then have to upload it to Amazon's site and you can go and, and I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, that's something you have to figure out on your own. I mean, you, you can read uh, how to actually do that. It's not hard. You simply just, you just go through Amazon's process and and you upload your manuscript and you 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 do it and you go from there same thing with any other if you decide to use another service i mean there's others i don't recall off the top of my head the names of these places but there are there are a good five or six print on demand services 
and you can use whichever one you want. I'm not here to sell you on any, any particular one. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, that's what you do. You put your book out there and then you can offer it for sale in uh, different places. You know, they'll ask you where you want to sell it. You can, and you can offer it for sale at any vendor, uh, say Barnes & Noble or uh, thebookdepository.com or Amazon or whatever. It doesn't matter. So that's the process, man. There really isn't any mystery to it. There's no magic to it. There's no uh, secret wave the magic wand. You've just, frankly, the number one thing is you've got to have something that's, uh, that you, you have to really want to do this. You know, I mean, one thing that I think all authors are, are is they, they have a passion inside. They're, they're doing what they do for a reason because they have a voice that they want to get out there. They have a they have a message that they need to convey. They have something to say. And if you are in that category, it's not going to matter to you how much money you make or don't make. It doesn't matter. Because once you get your memoir about Afghanistan out there in, in the system, you're going to feel a great sense of relief. Once you get back uh, to your house and you can sit back in your chair and hold it in your hand and go through it, you're going to say, you know, I, I, I did this. This is great. I'm really, I'm really proud of myself that I did this. I saw this through. I saw this project through from beginning to end. And God damn it, you know, I'm proud of what I did. And there's really nothing that beats that sense of satisfaction. There's really nothing that, that matches that. So those are the steps. Number one, get a manuscript together. Number two, contact a formatter uh, through whatever venue you decide to use. I suggested one. There are probably other people you can contact in different services. But, um, you know, once you get your formatted manuscripts, then you can upload them to whatever print-on-demand service you want to use. And uh, then you can try to offer it for sale, you know, through your friends or social media networks or whatever whatever venue you decide to to offer it up. So that's it. There's no mystery to it. Uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, and I don't recommend doing it unless you really want to do it. You know, if this is something that you view as a weekend armchair uh, dilettante, you know, exercise, uh, you're not going to last. You're not going to make it happen. So you better you better have a message to you. You better have something to say. And you better have the passion to see it through to the end, like everything else in life. All right. That'll be enough for now. Um, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.